Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in-store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. With that, the 2023 regular season has come to a close, which means our super wildcard weekend schedule is set. It's three days of football. It's playoff football. This is NFL playoffs. It starts on Saturday afternoon with the Browns taking on the Houston Texans. It is capped by Eagles Buccaneers, and you have a great slate of games that a lot of them were decided yesterday. Welcome inside Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live as always in New York City. Monday, January 8th, I'm Jamie Erdahl, there's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. After listening to everybody opine last week about the final week of the NFL season, did everyone get invited to the playoff party that you wanted on the guest list, Peter? I, I did AFC and NFC playoff picture for the last eight weeks. I actually, as we will see, bid farewell to NFL head coaches today. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to bid farewell to the playoff picture columns mm. and all of the lurking. different lurking in the hunt. Yeah. In the hunt You're not in the hunt. You're out. Alive. You're out. You know, the Bears were hanging around for a while. The yeah. Raiders were hanging around for a while. We got our final 14, and there are some curious teams not in the batch. Jacksonville, we're sorry. We'll never speak about you again this season. We are on to the next. If you made it, you're in. If you're not, we'll see you at the draft. That's how it goes. See you at the draft. How's your guest list looking for the playoff party? It is what it is. You don't always get to decide who gets to come. Sometimes that's taken out of your hands. Sometimes it's your wife, it's your parents. We didn't get to choose, but this is where we're at, and I'm excited for it. Sure. I think it's perfect, as it is every single year. The right teams made it. If you didn't get in, you should have won more games. You should have stacked wins this 
September. Sorry, you're out. There should be a new column that says, on vacation. Mm. See you at the draft, my friends. That's it. We got the playoff teams to deal with. A lot of flights were booked last night for some of those teams that didn't quite make it, and playoff plans were made. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Welcome to our party in Rappaport and Omar Ruiz. <laughs> Omar is in Foxborough, Massachusetts. We will be hearing uh, from Bill Belichick within the hour here on NFL Network. Ian, we'll start with you, though. News late last night that kept everyone up from Atlanta. What's the details? 12.02 a.m. was how the day after the season started for the Atlanta Falcons, firing Arthur Smith after three seasons. Really a struggle down the stretch. And, you know, if you'd asked me a month or so ago, Arthur Smith seems safe, just really need to avoid a collapse at the end. They had the collapse, losing four of five. And obviously the quarterback issues really plagued the Falcons throughout. They decided to roll with Desmond Ritter. Rather than sign a veteran or trade for a veteran quarterback this past offseason, that really doomed them. Obviously, someone who I know the fantasy community was frustrated with, the Falcons fans ended up frustrated with. In the end, Arthur Smith, they said goodbye to last night. The Falcons now became the fourth team to have a head coach opening. Meanwhile, we are keeping our eyes on the Washington Commanders. The expectation is that Ron Rivera, one of the more respected voices in the NFL and someone who has served as the head coach, and de facto spokesman of the commanders for the last four years. He is expected to be out. That potentially could happen this morning with owner Josh Harris said to put his stamp on a on his organization that he bought this past offseason. That would not be a surprise that would be expected, but still consequential, uh, assuming that happens at some point soon. We're also keeping our eyes on the uncertain status of Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans head coach. Uh, this is kind of an odd one because Vrabel has come out publicly a couple times that he wants to be in Tennessee. You know the relationship between him and general manager Rand Carthon is a good one. That said, there's still going to be a meeting between the owner and Mike Vrabel to discuss next season. And it's one of those guys where they're going to go into a room and you just do not know what is going to happen, what Vrabel is going to agree to, what changes are going to be made to get this organization headed in the right direction. That is something that certainly could change the status of the former coach of the year. Now I want to send it to Omar Ruiz, who is in New England, for another legendary coach with some uncertain status. Yeah, uncertainty, that's the word, Ian, that we heard in the locker room. Players acknowledging that for the first time, Bill Belichick and his job status, there is uncertainty and certainly looking forward to having some certainty or clarity. 24 seasons, six Super Bowls, nine AFC championships. Not much sentimentality, though, in the way for Bill Belichick yesterday. Most of that reserved for Matthew Slater, the legendary special teams player. 16 seasons, three Super Bowl titles for him. He was celebrated in a big way by his teammates and fans yesterday. Most of the players we spoke with yesterday in the locker room said it was business as usual leading up to that potential final game for Bill Belichick in their preparation for the Jets. And it continues to be business as usual. Bill Belichick expected to meet with the media over a Zoom press conference at 7.30 and then open locker room for the players as they clean out their lockers. And then at 9 a.m., a team meeting with Bill Belichick and the players, and then the reported meeting with Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Jonathan Kraft at some point this week. Bill Belichick acknowledged that he will be meeting with them like he always does at the end of the season, but not much specifics on the schedule for that. Until then, we wait. We continue our business as usual. We'll have much more throughout the day here from Foxborough, guys.
Omar, Ian, thank you. The imagery yesterday out of Foxborough with the snow and the hoodie, it was just perfect to watch. And we will find out more with Bill Belichick here on NFL Network. Kyle, you are permitted to do the Bills-Dolphins. Thank you very much. Yep. Let's go to Belichick's division. Bills-Dolphins in the AFC East. We're going down to Florida. This one's for big, big-time stakes here. A home game. Allen walking through Miami, hyping up the Bills. The Bills win the AFC East. They have a home playoff game. They will play Pittsburgh. Miami does not win the East. They will go to Kansas City in the wildcard round. But let's hear from a guy wearing yet another division champion T-shirt. And he talks about it here, Josh Allen, after that win in Miami. We didn't blink. You know, we came in at halftime and understood what was going on. You know, we didn't feel like we were playing up to our potential. So this, this second half, all three phases, that's who we are. That's what we're going to need to be going forward. At the end of the day, this, this, this is fun. This is cool. I'll never say no to winning a division. But the only thing that it solidifies is a home game and one more game. So it doesn't mean anything if we go out there next week and don't do our job. So we gotta, we got to find a way to put our best foot forward and go, go find a victory next week. Late surges became the Bills' name of the game. Not only in that game, they outscored the Dolphins 14-0 in the fourth quarter, but the Bills went 5-0 in December to finish their season. A ridiculous streak. Buffalo gets the AFC East title. They're the two-seed, Kyle, mm -hmm. and they will take on the Steelers in Super Wild Card Weekend. Unbelievable turn of events for Buffalo. It's a 6-6 six six team. 6-6, mm -hmm. six six, dead in the water. We're thinking, is this thing collapsing? Crazy off-the-field stuff. McDermott stories. 12 guys on the field against Denver, and they are the division champs. It has been an amazing turn of events. It's not only the division champs, they're home at Buffalo against the Steelers team that will be without its best player. Like, you are happy right now. And listen, you might be happy right now, but last night was, was a vintage Josh Allen performance in every single possible way. This was a cardiac special. Exactly Josh decided to chuck last night. Like, there's, there's chucker Josh, and then there's super chucker Josh, in which he doesn't give a damn. I thought the write-up on NFL.com was so perfect. It, like, really encapsulated everybody. If Josh Allen had played smarter and more in control, Buffalo might have cruised to a victory. But he also threw for 359 yeah. and had 67 yards rushing. And yeah. wasn't there it is, guys, in a nutshell. Listen, the red zone stuff was weird. It was the first red zone turnover they had had all season. So Ooh. it's not like he's been doing it all year. Listen, we can get into the nitty-gritty of it. Allen did the thing at the end when he needed to, sort of. They had a special teams break. Bottom line, they're going home in a good way. They're having a home playoff game against a Steelers team that is good but wounded. They still go down and beat Miami. It's an incredible thing that that happened. Six and six team that was dead in the water, holding up T-shirts again. Now we'll see what they do with them. In week 11, we came on the show and I said they had a 14% per yeah. chance of making the playoffs and they were the 11th seed. Mm -hmm. And that's how far back they were. The 11th seed, only top seven make it. They finish as the number two seed and if they take care of their mm -hmm. business, they'll have two home playoff games in front of the Bills Mafia. That is an incredible situation if you're Buffalo, and you would have definitely signed up for that before the season, midway through the season, week 15, week 16, week 17, and here you are, two home playoff games if you just take care of your business. Uh, what I loved about this game is that in the biggest moments, it wasn't necessarily Stephon Diggs and James Cook. It was Taylor Rapp making a play. It was mm -hmm. Trent Sherfield stepping up. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when Richie James did it from his five-yard line, and we made fun of him and said, don't you ever do that. You never return a punt from your own five. I'm going to go to Mike Tirico for the call here. Down 14-7 with an AFC East title on the line. Mr. Deontay Hardy, all five foot eight of you take care of business from the five-yard line. So Miami will punt. Back-to-back -back possessions. Jake Bailey with a 
big punt. Sends Deontay Hardy all the way back to the five. Has some space. Takes off. Look out, Hardy. Gets a block downfield. Hardy's going to go. He's in midfield. Nobody's going to catch him. Deontay Hardy, 95 yards. That was the spark plug. That was everything. They're down 14-7. They're sputtering. They're sputtering. They go to the half. We get the halftime announcement of when the games are going to be played. And, and Hardy just completely ignites this team. <laughs> I think it's the play of the season for Buffalo. I think it was everything they needed to get going. They took care of business from there. The offense woke up. The defense stopped. The Dolphins, who, for whatever reason, we'll talk about Miami just completely abandoned the run in the second half. It's watching this game. I'm like, where is A-Chan? A-Chan has been killing them all first half. They completely abandoned it. Mike McDaniel has a lot of questions to answer today and then leading up into Kansas City. But your reward, you get a Steelers team, like you said, which is likely without T.J. Watt and Mason Rudolph coming into town in cold weather where their offense has not been good. Bills, much better place now than they were a week ago. And I think before the season, if you were to say, would you sign up for this? Despite all the downs and the valleys, they the would say, yeah, sure, we'll take that. We'll Number take two seed, yeah, yeah, we'll take that, fine. So it all worked out for Buffalo in the end. No doubt about it. And, Jamie, you said it, five straight wins for this Buffalo Bills team that you said was dead in the water. And, Kyle, you made mention of it a few weeks ago, Sean McDermott had things that came out that he said in a meeting. Yeah. And it seemed like the entire Bills organization was going in a downward spiral. There articles being written, all this, that, and the third. And then you watch McDermott and his defense defense last night and what they were able to do to the Miami Dolphins was so impressive. Of course, we talk about Josh Allen so much because of his type of game, but this defense was unbelievable. Tua had 173 yards passing, two interceptions. The second half, Miami's offense was barely on the field. Every drive they had was four plays or less, yeah. and it was punts and interceptions by Tua Tagovailoa and this offense for the Dolphins because they couldn't do anything against the Buffalo Bills. I read they, they ran 17 plays in the second half. 17 plays. It was just punt, 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 interception, game over. And you're watching that, and the Dolphins get the fourth down stop, and you're like, all right, if the Miami Dolphins go down and scare, all right, are they going to go for two? Do they kick the extra yeah, point? Yeah. No. Few plays, had a pass interference, this, that, and the third. Taylor Rapp comes up huge with the interception. So as much credit that goes to Josh Allen and this team, the defense has stepped up. They've been huge for them, especially in those games against big opponents. They've stepped up and really stopped guys. I'm having nostalgia for the way the Bills season ended last year in the regular season and how emotionally drained. Yeah. We talked about mm -hmm. how challenging that year was for the city and for the team and how the playoffs were just – everything was charged. And then you see this team, and that – punt return in particular feels like they are plugging this team in and it's emotionally charged in a different way like that kind of punt return that gives you life last year it was like that you felt like the bills you just mm -hmm. wanted them to to get to the finish line and they couldn't get there because they were so exhausted this feels like a bills team that's rested and that's like ready to fire on all cylinders bears packers packers clinch a playoff berth with a win this was in lambeau Guys, this was not a great game. It was a great game for the Packers. It was not terribly competitive. It was ugly. It was sloppy. But Jordan Love was really good. I love the way he throws the ball. They would hold on to win 17-9. Jordan Love has never lost to the Bears. Matt LaFleur has never lost to the Bears. The Packers are going to the playoffs. Awesome job by them. This game played between what would become the six-seeded LA Rams and the one-seeded San Francisco 49ers. So a smattering of stars are out of this game. So that's why you have a Carson Wentz throw to Puka Nakua. And the highlight here is that Puka Nakua now set the single-season rookie record with 105 no. catches and 1,486 receiving yards. He had a great moment with his mom after Rams win at 21 to 20. They're going to Detroit. Not much meaning in that game. Well, the Cowboys game has meaning. The Cowboys can clinch the NFC East and the number two spot 
in the NFC with a victory or an Eagles loss. All right, the Cowboys are absolutely rolling. Jack Prescott, four touchdowns, 279 yards, and the Cowboys would go on to get the victory in this one, 38 to 10. I'll put something out there. Dak, are we sure he's not the MVP? Mm. That was an amazing finish of the season. Lamar sits. This guy. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I, I appreciate it. They, they decide weeks. Good options. I'm just saying. They decide. An 18-week season. Or, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Let's hear from Mike McCarthy. He'll be facing his former team in round one of the playoffs. See what he have to say after the game. I mean, I've had a good year. I, I haven't watched them a whole lot, but yeah, the drama of it, I'm sure you guys will love. I'm, I'm not, I will not participate this year. No, I, I say it's uh, it's playoff time. It doesn't matter who we play, to be to be honest with you. One team was happy in the NFC East. The other one, well, the other one's called the Eagles. Yeah, this was one of the most confusing outcomes of the season, and yet, if you've been watching the Eagles all season the last few weeks. They had no right to beat the Giants the way they've been playing. Yep. Here's Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts after another strange, strange Sunday. None of us are quitters. We all get up off the mat when we're down, and we get up, and we keep going. When you get hit in life, when you get hit in football, you got two options. You can stay down, or you can get, you can get the F up. Right now, regardless of what's going on outside of us, um, anything external, it's about controlling what we can, controlling what we can. I truly believe this team is more than capable of taking advantage of what's, what's in front of us. You got you to do the work and you got you to do what you need to do. But, you know, all, all you need is a crumb. All you need is an opportunity. All you need is a crumb. All you need is an opportunity. They get their opportunity. Play Monday night. Get a nice eight days to rest, figure things out. But they have to go to Tampa. The five seed Eagles at Tampa Bay, Monday night football next Monday. Be there or be square. Will the Eagles be playing the divisional round? That's a whole other question. We saw that scene of A.J. Brown limping off the field from the Eagles game. Mike Garofolo has tweeted that it doesn't appear to be serious, that Brown greeted his teammates, wasn't limping out of the locker room or anything. So eight days is good, I think, for this Eagles team if they want to turn things around in more ways than one. Eight days, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to turn things around. You're watching that game Sunday, and I said as we did the Cowboys highlight, there was still so much on the line for the Eagles and the Cowboys in that game. An opportunity to win the division and have a home playoff game and here we are before halftime. Sirianni's pulling Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, because the score is 24-0, and the Eagles look like a team that you can no longer recognize as someone that played in a Super Bowl last year. This is back-to-back weeks they have lost to the Cardinals and now the Giants, two teams that picked number four and number six in the upcoming draft. The Eagles look like one of the worst teams in the NFL as you watch them. They couldn't get anything going on offense. Defensively, you have guys missing tackles, people watching open, not covering anybody. It's hard to pinpoint just one thing to say, all right, this is what's wrong with this Eagles team. And we've been saying it, it's like there hasn't been a catastrophic injury or anything like that. Right. And then you're watching that game and A.J. Brown goes down. Jalen Hurts, you mentioned Devontae Smith isn't even out there right now. Then Cam Jurgens gets up. There was so many different guys. They lost Sidney Brown to an ACL as well. So I just don't see how this Eagles team just turns everything around in eight days, and now they just look like this tremendous team coming out, getting ready for the wild card division. It's crazy to think this was a team that was 10-1 at one point, and now they've lost back-to-back weeks to two teams that have a combined 10 wins the entire season. Mm. I'm resisting the urge to spend the next five days doing a eulogy for the Eagles. I'm resisting oh. because... I don't think they're dead yet. They're in the playoffs. They're the five. And, like, that gets really dark. It gets really negative. But I will go back to when things were riding high and we were talking about 
that defensive line, Jalen Carter, Jordan mm. Davis, invisible. Hassan Reddick, you can't they, I don't know what this defense is. Mm. And I, I watch it and I'm watching Darius Slayton for the second time in four weeks run up and down against the Eagles. I'm mm. watching Sterling Shepard get his against the Eagles. I'm watching Wandale Robinson <laughs> look like Wandale Robinson looked as if Wandale Robinson. Give me, the, give me the Robinson. analogy what Wandale Robinson yeah. I don't even know. It, it looked like he was like AJ Brown. <laughs> I, need, I need a I need a more dynamic. I need a superstar. I mean, I need an all timer. That's what Wandale Robinson looked like against the Eagles. Defense. Looked like Larry Fitzgerald in the playoffs that one year. He looked like Larry Fitzgerald going up against the Carolina Panthers <laughs> and Jake Delhomme in the playoffs, where he had about 28 catches and uh -huh. 400 yards. That was Wandale Robinson against this Eagles defense. <laughs> the reason I'm resisting the urge to do a eulogy is because. I've seen teams limp into the playoffs before. You mentioned the Ravens from 2012. Even the Eagles, from yeah. when they won yeah. the playoffs a couple years ago with Nick Foles, they didn't look great against the Raiders mm -hmm. in a game. They barely beat the Giants in a game. Like I've seen it happen. But there was that, that moment last night at the Golden Globes where Selena Gomez is whispering to Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. and Taylor Swift's like, what? Mm -hmm. That I would love to know mm -hmm. what the heck is going on in that Eagles locker room mm -hmm. right now and like what they're whispering to each mm -hmm. other. I would love a lip reader because it's easy for us to be like, get the mojo going. Sirianni has emptied the bag on that. <laughs> so where's it going to come from? How's it going to come? And does yeah. it end against a Baker Mayfield-led mm -hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers team who won 9-0 against the Carolina <laughs> Panthers? I, I, I hear you. I, listen, to the Sirianni point, I have genuine love for Sirianni. Yeah. We're at the point, though, Coach, like, we need more than the stock boxing metaphor. I mean, Jesus. When you get hit in life, you get in football, you got two options. You can stay down, you can get the F up. And I know this group is fighters. I know this group will get up. Coach, your group has been asleep on the mat for six weeks. They're stumbling around looking for their mouthpiece, and the referee is calling for the <laughs> physician to come in the ring. The other guy is standing up on the turnbuckles with his hands up, and the other guy is Kyler Murray... Tommy DeVito, like, this is not some, like, boxing Balboa, like, the, the, the season is getting destroyed. If I was going to even indulge you and give you the boxing metaphor, this right now is Balboa Lang 1. Rocky Balboa Club, where, like, Balboa's head wasn't even in the arena, and he just got punched in the face a thousand times. This is not the, like... It's not the fight and the dog, the dog and the... It's like all that stuff is nonsense. We're way past that. The team is asleep. They're unconscious. It is the worst... It is Roy Jones Jr. asleep against Antonio Tarver, just mm. face down, not moving. The Simba gift where they're trying to wake up the Eagles. We need more than that, Coach. You got eight days. I need more than a boxing metaphor because you guys are TK the F.O. Like, it's bad. <laughs> it's really... Get up. Get up. Somebody get them to the emergency room. Mike, I hope they have good ones in Tampa. That's where they're going, I guess. Jeez. That's how you feel about Joe Coy's joke last night about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It fell about as flat as that. Did you Rough. see her just sip her wine Rough. when he tried to? It's like, no, no, you don't do that in terms of the lip reading. I think they were talking about Timothy Chalamet. You never know. Mm. Okay. You never know. The NFC East recorded its 19th straight different champion yesterday when the Cowboys were crowned the NFC East title. Last year was the Eagles, and the Cowboys walked away with it this season. We'll get to the Cowboys. Still to come on our show, the 2023 playoff picture. It's set. You know it. We're going to break down the AFC side of things things when we return. Joe Coy had way more hits than the Eagles defense. Joe Coy was like Eddie Murphy in the 80s compared to the Eagles defense. He was Richard Pryor just setting the stage on fire. Interesting, interesting strategy going at Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's going to be the one. I'm, I'm 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, game. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots and Bill Belichick, the 71-year-old head coach, has been with the Patriots now for 24 years. Uh, he is oftentimes synonymous with the word GOAT, or he may have been the originator of it when it comes to the football conversation. Bill Belichick, 302 wins, uh, third most in NFL history. Uh, but his future in New England is seemingly up for grabs, or at least that's been the topic of conversation in the back half of the season, and it has snowballed since then. We are going to hear from him momentarily here on NFL Network. He's going to address the media. Mm. Jason, you played for him. You know him. What's the tenor like right now? He's just always business as usual. And Bill's one of the best coaches I've ever had. And obviously everybody can say that that's been in that building around him. 
Just very curious times. You, you think about the past 25 years, you haven't had an end of the season where we're talking about this. I look at them, I look at Dave Andrews, their center, their captain. Last year, I remember him being in tears talking about Devin McCourty as he was getting ready to possibly retire. This year is Matthew Slater, but it's too disappointing endings of the season. And as you're watching that game, and you said it, the snow's falling, it's an ugly game, there's no point score. Brees Hall is jetting down the sideline, 15-game winning streak snapped against the Jets. And, Shrake, something you said last week as we talked about Tom Brady's last game with the New England Patriots, there was a pick six by Logan Ryan. And one thing you said was these things don't always end gracefully and you ride out on his white horse or anything. It was ugly yesterday, and they got they didn't get the victory the whole nine, so I can't wait to see this press conference and see what Bill has to say. You know, I, I monitored every press availability he did the last week, and he kept on using that. We're only talking about the Jets as like a crutch. We're only talking about the Jets. Meanwhile, I'm watching the broadcast with Chris Myers and Robert Smith, and they're talking about how Belichick was under the weather all week. Mm. Mm. You look at him, he had that snow thing, he had the mask on for a while. He just, and then at the end, like this, this moment of like a handshake with Salah, but like no real mm. words, very short, and you're like, is that how it ends? That's it. Like, nothing against Chris Myers and Robert Smith. This wasn't a Super Bowl broadcast. This wasn't, uh, you know, with, with Belichick riding high. And it's like, he only talked about the Jets last week. It was, I'd like to focus on the Jets. I'd like to focus on the Where You can't hide today. So he's going to have a press availability now. Like, that media is going to ask him questions. I, I'm curious to see if he actually answers any of them or if he's like, I doubt I'm on to the next page. There's nowhere to go next. There's nowhere to go now. It's talk about yeah. this. Right. Well, here's where we go. He is speaking to the media right now from New England. Mm. Uh, we are going to it uh, live. He began speaking moments ago after the Patriots' regular season finale yesterday. Let's listen in. All right, thank you. Um, well, I'll kind of follow up a couple things from yesterday. Um, you know, as I said, it was um, obviously a very disappointing season uh, all the way around. Players, coaches, staff, organization, you know, everybody's not – not uh, anywhere close to what our standard and expectations are. So, you know, obviously things need to be fixed. Proud of the way the, the players and the team competed, but not not the results, obviously, from any of us. You know, start with me and, you know, all the way down to you know, everybody else that was involved in it. I know we all feel the same way. So I'm on a contract, um, do what I always do, which is, you know, every day I come in, work as hard as I can to help the team in whatever way I can. That's what I'm going to continue to do. Yeah. Zoom. That is the voice of Bill Belichick trails off uh, in In the the Zoom world. We see uh, it's Good Morning Football Show. I'm good with that. That's fine. Of course, that was Bill Belichick after the Patriots wrapped up yet another disappointing season. Things like things need to be fixed. But pointedly, I'm under contract and Bill Belichick is going to return to his job the next day. And it's way too early to talk about decisions that need to be made for next year. Peter, Coach Bill Belichick looked uh, dejected, though. Yeah. That, that was like a broken Belichick. We haven't seen that version of him. And, of course, it's the day after 18 weeks, the worst season they've had since he's been there. And then you look at the future here. I, they're going to have a conversation, he and Robert Kraft. It's going to happen in the next couple of days. He's not going to let this linger on because they have to. if they're going to move on, they've got to go through the entire search. And that doesn't start until January 21st where you can actually officially interview people. But I can't imagine this thing lingering, lingering, lingering. And mm-hmm. I look at some of the other possible opportunities that are going to be open, like Washington might be open, the Chargers might be open. There's going to be some really, really appetizing other places with better opportunities with young rosters or better opportunities with young quarterbacks that I think Bill might want to be on on a pivot and see if he wants to move on and explore those. So this was kind of a, a carryover from yesterday's press conference after the game where it was like still talking about yesterday. But I didn't get a pointed question of are you returning or not? Mm-hmm. Kyle, I think that's what you were looking for. 
Listen, I, I'm not there in the pa Patriots uh, media scrum and they got a lot of questions. But with all due respect to his inability to develop the defensive line this year, like, are you coaching next year? Like, and if he's going to dodge it, let's hear it again and again and again. This is not just your average end of the season. Yes, I'm not there, and maybe they'll come, and maybe they already have. But I, I really would like to hear pointed, direct questions about Bill. Are you going to stay? Are you leaving? And even if he dodges it, hit him again. This is the time. I only think, like, I kind of disagree with you, Peter. The advantage Bill has with PR is that, like, sometimes I've seen him look that way at a Super Bowl press conference. You're right. It's, it's just, he always looks like a hostage. Like, it's, yeah. doesn't, you could not, if you put that up, you're like, did he just have the worst season yeah, ever, or did he seven. win another Super Bowl? <laughs> I have no idea. What'd you take away? Uh, the one thing he did say, you said, still under contract, and Judy Batista asked him yesterday about just wanting to continue to coach, and he said how much he still enjoys coaching, game planning, and the whole nine, so we know that part of it. But yeah, as you listen, you know Bill's not going to come out and just say different things about the future, and the fact that in that clip that we had, he wasn't asked about it. You don't gain anything from it. We know it was a disappointing season. We watched it all kind of develop throughout the season, but who knows, Can man? Can I catch on me one more time? In 24 years with the Patriots, Bill Belichick has never mentioned his contract publicly. Interesting. Okay. Never mentioned his contract public. Under contract is under a contract. loaded that, phrase. He's never talked about, A, how many years he's under a contract, yeah. how much yeah. money he makes. Okay. All this stuff. But I guess it's never been questioned, so there's never been a reason I've to talk I've never heard about him it. say, I'm under contract. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, to me, that one thing stands out where, like, now it's going to be, hey, I'm going to be able to handle my narrative here. I'm under contract. Mm -hmm. Peter, let me ask you this question. And this is something that we saw last year with Sean Payton, the uh, elusive coaching trade that uh, doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, it's very sexy. The coaching trade concept has been one that's been floated with Bill Belichick. Is the coaching trade beholden at all to that January 21st deadline that you just mentioned in terms of interviews and, like, that's when the window opens up? Or can a trade for a head coach be conducted at any time? Great question. I don't know that answer. And I okay. think, you know, that, that new January 21st window is brand new. It used to be you could start hiring coaches and interviewing coaches right away, but now they want to wait till the divisional round. I wonder if you could trade. I don't know. We'll get that answer. Okay, cool. Coming up on Go Morning Football, as the dust from Week 18 settles, not just for teams in the playoffs, but let's talk about some of those postseason Super Bowl right. our weekend participants, shall we? Popping confetti, but then they gotta get to game planning. We're gonna break down every matchup as our finals. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Derrick Henry uh, had the most yards he's had all season, over 150 yards. At the end of the game, he spoke to the crowd at Nissan Field. It was awesome to see. He's been there eight years, a free agent. Now, don't know what his future holds, but Derrick Henry has been a tremendous, one of the best Titans to ever wear the uniform. Was, the Titans dictated a lot of stuff yesterday. They did. They did. Jackson, yes. they gone. Like, the yep. Titans really drove yesterday. Yeah, I was impressed all, with All them. the morning shows, including Ian on, uh, like, Vrabel's future, I know, like, yeah. All I know is that team fought for Vrabel yesterday. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, the Permanente Brothers, the sandwich shop in Pittsburgh, apparently they sent boxes of sandwiches to the Tennessee Titans for winning that game and helping them solidify their uh, foothold in the NFL playoff picture. Ian Rappaport, good morning to you. Let's get to a topic in Tennessee, but we begin with news late last night out of Atlanta. I'll get to the news in Atlanta uh, in a second. First, you guys mentioned the Derrick Henry thing. That was his idea. You know, we've seen plenty of, like, sort of prepackaged social media goodbyes, and and that's all fine, and I know it's meaningful. That was basically Derrick Henry by himself being like, let me get the microphone. I want to thank these fans. It's been an amazing tenure. And that's... That was as authentic as it comes for Derrick Henry, who is clearly saying goodbye and going to be a free agent. Watching that, that was... Honestly, that was pretty cool and very heartwarming. But yes, let's get to some not-as-fun stuff. Uh, let's talk about Arthur Smith. 12.02 a.m. is when the Falcons officially fired their head coach for the last three seasons. 7-10, 7-10, 7-10. This year, the, the so much of the struggles, guys, can be traced back to the quarterback situation. You know, they rebuilt this thing, Arthur Smith, the Terry Fonda, the general manager, over the last couple years from salary cap hell. They really set a foundation. All they really needed was a quarterback, and they believed that they had one in Desmond Ritter. Just did not happen, did not play well enough, benched twice, and quarterback play doomed them at the end. In the end, Arthur Blank decided enough was enough, firing Arthur Smith as their head coach. Now they created the fourth opening in the NFL. Meanwhile, for the Washington Commanders, they also are expected to part ways with their head coach, one of the more respected voices in the NFL, Ron Rivera, who has been coach, spokesman, 
uh, many other jobs over the last four years. He is expected to be let go. At some point today, Josh Harris buying the team for $6.05 billion, wants to put his stamp on it. And really, guys, the new coach, of the eventual new coach, the commander, is going to inherit an incredible situation, including a team that now has the number two overall pick. And then we talked about the Titans before. Another Titans topic, Mike Vrabel. I think it's fair to say his status is a little uncertain in Tennessee. He has said publicly that he wants to be there. I know the relationship between him and general manager Rand Carthon seems to be a good one. Uh, but there are some questions that need to be asked. There's some questions that need to be answered. There's some ways that it does sound like they're going to want to move forward. I don't know what the answers are going to be. I'm not going to be in that room, unfortunately, uh, with the owner and with Mike Vrabel. So until we know what happens in that meeting, I think we do not know for sure whether he's going to be the coach next year. Wow. Interesting scene that is set in Tennessee for this offseason as they had management change last mm -hmm. year, and now they look ahead to a free agent uh, running back situation yeah. and a head coach, which we will, I'm sure, track. Ian Rappaport, thank you so much. Kyle, speaking of the news yeah. out of Atlanta yesterday, just really curious the way that game All right, Falcons Saints. Both of these teams could have won the NFC South title as the game kicked off, but the game's going to be more interesting for what happened afterward. The game will get out of hand. And there's Arthur Smith just doing the full pinch the bridge of your nose stressed out gesture. It's at the end of the game with the Saints way, way up. Something crazy happened. They're 41-17. to They're in victory formation. And Jameis, who's in the game, hands off to Jamal Williams, who punches in a touchdown with a minute and change left. That's Arthur Smith confronting Dennis Allen, the Saints coach. And they're ready to go. At least he is. And there's, you can do this, and here's what you can do, and here's what you can do to a part of my body. It's all kinds of stuff, like the real deal. Dennis Allen does not fire back, he does not chirp back, but Arthur Smith, this is before he was let go, obviously, had a few things to say, really choiced up, did not like that the Saints punched in a touchdown, especially the way that they did it. So let's dig in. Here's the head coach of the Saints, Dennis Allen, and here's Jameis after the Saints win and the very controversial ending. Um, that was not a play that we intended to run down there to finish out that game. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Uh, we should have taken a knee, so I want to apologize to them. We should have taken a knee right there. They asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they, they did that on their own. That's not that's unacceptable. Well, I apologize to D.A. because the play was, was victory. Uh, but I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And uh, and I think when you have the, a team morale, and I asked the guys, I said, guys, like, what do you, what do you want to do? We know how much Jamal means to this team. And, and I understood from D.A.'s perspective. So I, I, I give him that. Yeah, but D.A. didn't condone that at all. You know, he, he didn't. However, we decided as a team to do it. And, man, we got an interception to the one-yard line. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so if, if – if if, if we would have scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jameis Winston explaining why the team decided to go for the play. After the play was called in to take a knee, Jameis said, team decision to punch in the touchdown. Jason, if you were in that locker room or watching it from outside, your thoughts? Protect Jameis at all costs. <laughs> he is a New Orleans legend. Jeez. The team, team were all, was all around it. They all were in favor of it. Listen, like, I get it. I understand exactly why Arthur Smith is upset during victory formation. They score a touchdown. If I'm Jameis Winston and the Saints, I don't give a damn. We were trying to get <laughs> our guy a touchdown at the end of the game. My favorite quote from Jameis at the end was like, we got an interception. We're turning to the one-yard line. If we would have scored on the interception, then what? Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, it's 
probably not the way you should do things. I think there's a bigger conversation of them saying, you know what, Dennis Allen, like we know you said take a knee. We have a better nah. decision. We're going to do it our own way. We're going to go out there and run. Saints, season's over. You got your guy a touchdown. at 17 last year, his first one of the season. Team around, they celebrate it. Hey, you don't want him to score, stop him. I love the, the locker room afterwards. They go through it all, and Derek Carr is like, uh, you know, I got to get the exact quote. I'm not going to misquote him, but it was basically say, I'm happy for Jamal, but, like, I understand the whole situation. I know that's not what our offensive coordinator called. Like, Derek Carr's the adult in the room. Like, yes, yeah, I'm happy for Jamal. And then Calais Campbell, who's the adult on the other side, was like, uh. I get it, but like we're in victory formation. What? Yeah. We're, like, don't deceive us. Just run a play. Like, you think it happens if Carr's in? No, 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 no. no. Uh-uh. 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 Like we talked about it on commercial, we're giggling because it's so Jameis. He's one of one. Like, I don't think that Jamal Williams gets like two million dollars for that Mm-mm. touchdown. I think it's just like we wanted Jamal. He's a fun-loving guy. We love. We wanted to get him a touchdown. I think if it's not Jameis, it doesn't happen. And I think if it's not Jamal, it doesn't happen. Taysom Hill's lined up a hundred yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> This thing took such a turn because for a while in real time, if you're watching it, you're like, damn, Dennis Allen did him like that. That's so cold. Yeah. Like, why would he do that? And then you're like, oh, Jameis was behind it. And then it went like 50 layers up into how fun it is and how reactive it is. I don't know if, if this is an unpopular take. I kind of like the way Arthur Smith handled himself. Yeah, he should have been. Screw you. Go down, fight. Go off and kiss my bleep. And like, he was pissed off. He felt totally disrespected. I love this. All, a lot of these coaches used to play. Like, they have that competition, that nature inside of them. They were going, they should have just let him fight. The th- well, here's the should've thing. Just let him fight. I, I do wonder if he does that if it's someone other than Dennis Allen. <laughs> like, if let's say that happens against the Titans. Like, are you walking up on Vrabel like that? I, I bet you're not. Are you doing that to Salah? I, 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 no, no, no. I don't think so. But I do think the crux of why everyone is so pissed off is the victory formation thing. Like, I, that I, was really, yeah. really low. Yeah. And in fact, that's what Kalea said afterwards. He's like, look, I get it. You want to get him a touchdown? Yeah. Fine. But, like, you show up here and pretend you're going to take a knee and then do a trick play yeah. is crazy disrespectful. Um, I don't really care that the Saints did it. It's so funny that Jameis masterminded. This is, like, his, his, one of his greatest achievements. But I, I have no problem with what Arthur Smith did. There's this take about, if you don't like it... Uh, he was pissed off. He was wildly Should've disrespected, been. and he wanted to say it right to his face. He didn't walk off and say it to the press after. He immediately walked him and said, bleep you. Like, I don't and know. And he doesn't know if Jameis is calling audibles. He doesn't know anything. No. Yeah, he just yeah. knows that they should have been there. It's all right that he yeah. did that. You know, like, we, we used to be a proper country, and someone disrespected you, go right after you and say, bleep you. I like that he did that. <laughs> I, 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 I hear you, country. coach. Jason, hey. you had the Falcons-Bears a couple weeks ago, so you've been around uh, Arthur Smith recently. Like, mm-hmm. he might come across a certain way at times, but, like, he has a fight in him. Like, th- this was a really challenging last few weeks for that team. Yeah, Arthur Smith's a former offensive lineman. Like, he, d- yeah. he definitely has fight in him. And all of those guys, you said it, coaching is a tough lifestyle. You put in so many hours in a day to be successful. And that game was a really good game at halftime. And then it just took a turn. Yeah. Quarterback throwing interceptions would have been all season long for the Falcons. Peter, yeah. uh, do you think a decision like that with the Falcons specifically, because then Arthur Smith was relieved of his duties right around midnight that the tweet was timestamped. Um, when do you think that was made, and where do you think they go from here? I think it was these last two weeks were mm-hmm. kind of what did Arthur in. And it, for the whole season, when you don't have a quarterback that can win you a game, you, you're doomed. And they rolled the dice and said, we're good with Ritter, a third-round pick, and we're going to sign Heineke. And that did them in this whole season. And Arthur, I think all that offensive talent from the draft, whether it be Pitts, London, Bijan, all top ten picks in the last yeah. three years, all since while he's gotten there, to them not have a great offense, that you, yeah. as an offensive mind, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't stand there and be like, I deserve another year. I think even Arthur would say they, they were underwhelming. Do you think Arthur Blank, real classy guy, did it play any role 
don't at the end of the that. game where she's like, this, if he was on the fence at all and he saw that in the middle of the last game, that's the walk-off and that's, I didn't play any mm. role. It's unbecoming. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for, for I, I'm, I'm saying I like that. I'm a fan, though. I don't. I know. know I know you are. I'm saying that for the owner, it's like that's not that's not the how you know. We get whooped, yeah. and then this is person on the side. Right. Like, it was a 41 right. 17 to a rock. If he goes and shakes his hand and says good games, he's still the coach of the Falcons. Probably no. not. Uh, but you know, to Arthur to Arthur Smith's point, you know, there's 31 other owners that might say, hey, I like the behavior of a guy that has his back up against the wall, and he's going to fight for what he believes in or is competitive yeah. or something because maybe he knew that his future was on the waning hours. You guys are all just still talking about Jameis. I, I, I'm a Jameis, and I'm just thinking all these hypotheticals. I'm thinking about Octagon. Jim, yeah. Well, I'm thinking about Jim Harbaugh and Jim, Jim Schwartz. Schwartz. Like, who, uh, who else could, who else did we need instead of Dennis Allen there? Who did nothing wrong? But, yeah. like, who would have been like, what'd you say? Like, I'm just, I'm casting it. I'm recasting the play. I don't play. think Kyle Shanahan would take con- kindly. Shanahan. Cursing his Interesting yeah, choice. No, I don't think Kyle would just take Okay. That. Yeah. We need oh, even, even when Jason's Jim. guy, Darren Rizzi, came in, I feel like that's when Arthur started to back up, too. Like, Rizzi came out of the left shoulder yeah. with the hat on, and this is the guy who has had some attitude a couple weeks ago with the shirt that he was yeah, wearing in pregame. Yeah. I think Arthur, he went in with the intent, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and then I'm going back to the locker room, mm. but you're going to hear me. So I yes. think that, that was his whole intent, walk straight up to Dennis Allen, let my thoughts be be known, and now I'll go address my. How about Mike lot. Tomlin in that role? What does he do in the desk? Ooh, mess with him. How about Mike McDaniel? What does he, what does he do? I, I'm, I'm just recasting every single yes. person. I know Antonio Pierce isn't putting up with that stuff. <laughs> I think that's the guy I want even more than. AP. How about Dan Campbell? No. Oh, come on. He now. probably would do it like Kevin O'Connell. Like Kevin would be like, listen. Yeah, like O'Connell wouldn't like, be into you're it. Right, right. Be like, I'm, yeah. I didn't mean it. it what's what's okay. McVeigh do, Peter, in that situation? Hey, come on, man. Art. Art. Uh, come on, Art. What are you talking about? You think I told Jameis to do that? That was Jameis on his own. It's good. It's good. Still to come on our show. Jameis, We're going to run through every permutation of He's that crazy. interaction. Jordan Love and the Packers are going to the playoffs. Jordan Love is really good. The Bears were not. They're done. We're going to talk all about the Packers and those highlights coming up, I promise. Our show's the best because we talk Jameis before Love. Let's go! Yeah. Arthur Smith starring in Angry Runs this week. Come on yes. now. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.